welcome to my new podcast. This is Jenna with the White Witch Parlor of whitewitchparlor.com. This is a podcast where I talk about bringing magic to the mundane and everything that that means. It could go from manifestation, protection magic, calling things back into alignment with your life, focusing on energy and time, on things you might have been putting on the back burner for a little bit too long. It's helping you find that spiritual flow and validation of the alignment that you need for the spiritual journey that you're on. And today I want to talk about the spiritual topic of embarking on your powerful, beautiful spiritual journey as a witch. That has a lot of negative connotation for a lot of people, especially if you grew up in a very religious household. I love and embrace all religions, all walks of life, all paths, all journey to personal development, spiritual growth and enlightenment and uh, connection to oneself and God and something higher than them. So whatever means to get that person to that point, as long as they are not harming anyone else with intentional harm done, then I fully embrace it. I fully support it. I do not ever you know, bash another one's religions or beliefs, as long as it is putting them in that higher consciousness and in alignment with their higher self, I always support it and encourage it. It's a beautiful thing. Some people might find their journey to enlightenment and spiritual growth through witchcraft and becoming a witch. But what is witchcraft and what is becoming a witch? Because when we look back at historical um, notation, we find that many witches were essentially just midwives and they were the ones that would help heal many pregnant women with their natural medicinal herbs and help others around the towns and villages, helping them to heal through the power of nature and the herbs and the herbal supplements that they were able to provide for them. They were medicine women and medicine men. They were practicing working with the elements and working with natural things in nature to help heal not only the physical body of a person, but the spiritual aspect of a person as well. So when I first stepped into my role into becoming a witch and realizing it was something I was naturally drawn to, I started picking up on all the natural healing elements of nature and the natural things that were in nature that were able to heal us via herbs, crystals, meditation, focusing on your breathing patterns, things of that nature that all kind of categorize under spirituality, metaphysical and witchcraft or witchery, which becoming a witch. Um, and not all religions practice these things, but many religions do practice meditation. So that is something that is across the board for many people. Deep prayer and meditation is consistent with spiritual growth and staying in alignment with source, oneness, God, however you like to address it. And really just being in alignment with self yourself, your internal essence, your soul. And so today I want to talk about that beautiful, powerful journey that you can embark on when you are embracing your spirituality as a witch specifically. Um, I want to start with the first thing to set clear intentions, define what you want to achieve on your spiritual path as a witch. 
whether it's connecting with nature, tapping into your intuition, or manifesting your desires. Setting clear intentions will guide your practices. You must be very, very clear on what it is you're trying to obtain in your spiritual journey. You could simply say you just want to be the better, highest version of yourself. And you set that intention. You pray for that. You set the intention by setting up an altar, doing the physical practices of what witchery is. It's essentially taking prayer and meditation to the next level when you are practicing as a witch. You are taking those daily affirmations and turning them into a physical altar something that you can physically gaze upon see and set those intentions and hold that energy so that it becomes stronger and so that is if someone is in prayer for healing and they do it nightly they do it every morning they're in meditation for it then essentially a witch would take that to the next level and not only do all those practices of prayer and meditation and you know sitting in stillness but actually setting up whether it be a small or large altar or intentionally going into the forest reconnecting with nature and really focusing that intent of healing whether it be themselves or a friend or a loved one and focusing that intent on healing it could be lighting a candle and taking that motion of meditation to that next level and lighting that candle saying the prayer over the candle sitting with that intention holding that intention for much longer than say someone who might just be praying for it before bed and going to sleep they're holding that intention they're holding that energy much longer before releasing it into the inner into the universe and so the power of witchcraft is that it's working with nature it's holding those intentions much longer than most people would naturally do it's you know essentially it becomes your lifestyle so when you want to cast out negative energy you don't just wish it away you actually take the motions to sit with it to handle it in a way that is putting the energy out there in the universe that you really truly want you know a negative energy to be cut from that cord in your life so you might take that physical candle that physical string you know you might let cut it with physical scissors so that you can see it happening in front of you therefore your manifestation is happening and it is real because you've seen it with your own eyes happening so that is the power of what witchcraft is and witchery so when people meditate and they set their intentions they're doing it in their mind. They're doing it with their voice and their heart. So when you're practicing in witchcraft, you're essentially just taking it to that next level of the physical action so that you can see it being done in front of you with your own two eyes. And once you see it, you cannot deny it's not real because now it's been done. You've seen the actions being taken. And so for some of us who are artistic and hands-on, this is a very powerful way for us to evolve spiritually and heighten our own power and our own magic because we are physically able to get that hands-on. And for many of us who sometimes come from trauma or um, that belief that we have to do things ourselves, it helps our mind and our subconscious mind kind of tap into that 
we did it ourselves. We saw it being done. We saw the actions being taken. And now we release the rest to the universe to handle it. And so that's that power of magic and casting spells. The second thing is to always, um, in your path of witchcraft, is to start with the basics. It is so widely a thing to want to know everything as soon as you find out about witchcraft or you discover you want to be involved in this and you realize you can push away the negative connotation that goes with it and you're you realize it's not all about demons and dark things and essentially you know darkness and dark witchcraft witchcraft does not have to be dark it can be beautiful it can be light it is up to the magician as how they use the magic do they use it for good or do they use it for bad is it uh something that you're putting negative intent out to harm someone or are you using it for the power of good are you healing someone or are you trying to hurt someone but if you start with those basics of what the components are around you that you can learn from rather than trying to dive in head first and understand everything too quickly and losing your path in the meantime. So starting with the basics, begin with the foundational practice such as meditation, visualization, grounding, connecting with the elements. These are those practices that will help you build that strong spiritual foundation. Research as much as you can about different practical elements that you plan to bring into your magic and into your spell work. So research those tools, research the correspondences to different herbs, the different crystals that you might want to incorporate into your practices, the correspondences from the colors that you use in the candles, your altar cloths, what they do to your energy and your frequency. If you're going to start incorporating things like you want more love in your life, common sense and what you've grown up knowing is that pink and red are those colors that associate with love. You know, you think of Valentine's Day and love being red, red hearts, all these things. But when you dive into the spiritual aspect, you will start to learn that love is represented by the heart chakra. The heart chakra aligns with the color green and the frequency of green and what it does to your aura. It shifts and green is associated with nature. So when you go out into nature, you actually start to embody love, a love for all things, a love for yourself, a love for nature and learning to ground your energy and being one with nature because you are nature. And so you will learn that if you are trying to attract love, for example, it's not about setting up an altar that has, you know, red hearts on their alt on the altar cloths, a red heart candle with, you know, pretty pink feathers everywhere or anything. You can focus solely on the stones like bloodstone, you can use a green altar cloth and that doesn't always associate necessarily just with money and drawing in money. So these are things that you can learn starting with the basics, taking your time and really just focusing on your own spiritual growth. So forget about the tools and focus on those things like prayer and meditation and getting alignment with what your soul is speaking and so that you can understand what it is you want in your path. If you're not clear and you are having trouble setting those clear intentions, meditate and sit. What is it that you're trying to achieve out of your spiritual growth? 
maybe you're unclear about what that spiritual growth is and you just know you want to be in a state of spiritual growth. And so that's a very powerful thing because if you're unclear of those intentions and you might find that in your spiritual journey and starting with the basics such as you know, meditation and visualization, you might find that you don't necessarily need witchcraft and spell work and all the uh, extra tools that come with all that. You might be fine with just doing things like breathing practices, going into nature and meditating, because really that's all you need. You don't need all the other things. So while I might advocate for finding your spiritual growth in witchcraft, I fullheartedly believe that Less is more. And so you don't need to walk around adorning yourself with all these crystals and metaphysical jewelry and pentacles and, you know, all this extra stuff. And sometimes it could be seen as clutter. Less is more. You can just say, I simply, I'm a witch. I go to the woods. I meditate. I connect with nature. And occasionally I might find an acorn, hold that acorn while I'm meditating and know that that acorn is a new talisman to bring me good luck and I'm going to carry it in my pocket for the rest of the week. And you've just imprinted that magic onto that acorn and now you have a magical talisman to carry around that essentially has now made you a practicing witch. It's simple. It is not necessary to have all the extra tools, all the extra crystals and candles and incense and altars and a whole room dedicated to your craft although that is also the fun of it so some people can take it to that next level and they enjoy thoroughly making those potions and blending those oils with the different correspondences and for me that's how I found much of my spiritual growth was learning the correspondences of nature that was how I connected with nature constantly frequently I was in my home but I was still using the tools of nature those essential oils the the scents that would connect me to you know peppermint which would heighten my clarity um, lavender which would calm my spirit and I would mix them together and see what would come out and what kind of energies I would get from it when I in, uh, introduce other crystals into the mix and then through doing so I evolved in my own spiritual journey the third thing the third thing for you to do when you're embarking on your spiritual growth and path of witchcraft is to learn and grow not only from yourself but for others what are others doing and how are they growing and what can you learn from their path and taking into consideration other people's beliefs other religions other cultures how are they utilizing spirit or that connection to nature and energy flow to grow their own spiritual self if you dive into books you will read about other people's journeys you might find inspiration from them and you may not so diving into books courses workshops online resources because we have the power of uh, technology now and we have herbalism astrology and other topics that are related to metaphysical topics and spiritual growth things that help you better connect to mind body spirit as above so below nature what's in the sky what's happening in the sky how it's affecting your daily life you can also continuously learn 
about deepening your own understanding to spirit, God, or source, and that connection that you have in your spiritual path. So really just focusing on learning and wanting to grow in your spiritual path can really propel you and catapult you into your higher calling and into a really high vibrational state of spiritual growth because you just have that willingness willingness to grow and that willingness to become more than you are now you are perfect as you are now but that growth that that essential step that you have to take to propel yourself to do the work and so taking those actions can be very very transformative The next thing you can practice in this is your daily rituals. How are you acting in your daily life? What kind of energy are you putting out? Because that's the energy you're going to be receiving. So that constant energy, the the repetition of something that you're doing is going to be what you're attracting into your life. So be mindful of those daily rituals that you're doing in your life. Uh, Be mindful of that routine that you're creating to help you connect to your spiritual practice and the peace in your heart. If you're feeling chaotic, if your house is a mess and you feel like you're constantly behind on schedule or you're constantly behind on a cleanly house, then you will constantly feel in that state of disarray. So if you declutter your life, you can focus more on a daily practice of peace. You can focus on having those 10 minutes to wake up and meditate and set your intentions. You can Focus on not having to clean a bunch of stuff. If you do it the night before, you can start your day fresh. You don't have to have your mind bogged by all the things you have to do. And so those daily rituals help to keep you in alignment. You can include meditation and journaling. You can include setting up a small art altar every day. I often like to do small, simple tasks that are manageable and practical for my lifestyle and running a business and raising a child. I like to just simply light a stick of incense, take a moment of intention, and then once it's done, I can continue forth on doing the dishes while the incense is burning and it's creating an atmosphere in my home that keeps me in that alignment. So I'm getting things done after I'm taking that five to 10 minutes to set that intention in the day. It doesn't need to be a huge ritual. It could be something very small. Um, It could be as simple as waking up and every time you open all your curtains and windows in the morning, you hold space for gratitude. Each window you open you take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for the light that's coming into my life or light that's flooding into my heart. So you can do these small, tiny rituals because those little tiny moments are the ones that add up to much bigger things day in and day out. Another way you can really dive into your spiritual growth and witchcraft is to practice mindfulness and connect with others. By connecting with others, you can Join those online communities with other witches, other new witches, practicing witchcraft, practicing spell work. You can form your own local groups. You can go to holistic fairs or expos and meet other businesses or people who are into the same stuff. People who want to meditate under a new moon with you. Um, People who want to do yoga in the forest on a Sunday morning and then go drink tea afterwards. You can create this 
beautiful community if you don't have it. And it will give you that purpose of you are not only helping yourself in your spiritual growth, but you're helping others. And together you can all find that higher spiritual self. You can find that spiritual purpose and you can get really involved in your community doing so. So you can involve yourself into these um, grounding exercises, being in nature, practicing gratitude together, holding prayer circles and healing circles for not only yourself, your friends, your family, but your community as a whole. You can find these spaces where you didn't realize they existed before. And so you can form bonds of sisterhood and community um, and just really evolving together as humanity in a higher conscious state. So creating that community is a really powerful way to grow in your spiritual journey with other like-minded individuals. You can each learn from each other. You might have strong points and weak points. So you might have someone who's much older who's been studying the, the herbs and flowers for you know decades and they can teach the others that you might have someone who's really passionate and educated on the the fun of making candles or potions that can bring their knowledge to the table. So there's many ways to embrace your spiritual growth to witchcraft. You can revisit researching and studying as you grow in your spiritual journey and spiritual path to witchcraft. You can really study those topics that are interesting to you and you can find more information on how to utilize them in your daily rituals. So if you're really interested in divination or other magical practices such as tarot reading, you can really dive deeper into those subjects. So it's really an infinite fountain of learning. You don't need to focus only on one thing when it comes to witchcraft. It's many tools, many ways to use those tools and that is where the fun of research comes into play. You can spend a year just learning about one topic and learning it in depth. You can learn about the crystals, the scientific names, the components that they're made of because they also tie into why they bring the energy that they bring. So you can really dive deep into your tools and the knowledge of your tools that might help keep you in that spiritual flow and that interest in what it is you're doing as well and how you can use utilize those tools to shape your spell work. You could also dive into other spiritual practices and religions and start incorporating many of the things that you're drawn to into your own daily practices. The main thing is to practice your mindfulness, staying present in each moment, mindful of your daily life and routines, and that way you can cultivate that deeper connection to source, to God, to self, and you can really embark on this magical spiritual journey to witchery and witchcraft and just becoming your own high vibe which and whatever intention you set on how you want to spend that time and energy, you can really evoke an energy of yourself into your highest good so that you can be the best version of yourself, however that may look. And at the end of it all, it's always important to celebrate your progress. You will look back a year later, five years later, a decade or more later, and you will be able to remember where you started 
when maybe you were in your 20s, you weren't spiritual at all. You weren't connected at all. And now everything you do, you see as a sign or an omen or a connected moment, such as, you know, maybe the way a certain uh, leaf falls and lands, or you find a white feather in front of you, you know it's angel guidance, or you see certain numbers and you re recognize their significance when maybe a couple years prior, you wouldn't have even noticed those things. So it definitely gets you into that alignment of constant spiritual growth. Also remember that when you're exploring your spiritual journey, there is no right or wrong way to approach it. It's all about trusting your intuition, trusting your heart, trusting the path that you are meant to be on. Whatever is meant to, for you will find its way to you. And you might start on one path and jump to another path. And there's no wrong way to do that. And there's no errors in doing that as well. There's some people who go to a dark state in their life and start with a dark practice and through that darkness, they fully shift into some other religion or belief practice that is completely the polar opposite of what they started with. But either way, they got to where they needed to be. So there's no wrong or right way. There's no judgment on how you got there as long as you got there and it was, it was without harming others. And so you are capable of achieving these great, beautiful, powerful things in your life path. And I definitely believe you have the ability to connect with your own spiritual self. As long as you stay curious, you stay open, and you love that embrace and that connection to the magic within you. And so I hope you enjoy this podcast about learning about your own spirituality and really embracing what it is to become a witch I love you all so much. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Bye.